Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Put your hands together for Jesus. Right. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you so much for tonight. Another time in your presence to be blessed. Father, we ask for your touch tonight. Oh, yes, draw us closer to yourself, Lord. Lift up your voice and talk to God right now. Ask God to speak to you. Ask God to speak to you. Yes. Oh, yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus.
to hear you say that I'm your friend. To hear you say that I'm your friend. You are my desire, Lord. You are my desire. And you are my desire. No one else will do. No one else. No. Cause nothing else could take your place. Cause nothing else can take your place. To feel the warmth of your embrace. To feel the warmth of your embrace. Help me find a way. presence that makes all the difference have your way today let your will be done in Jesus name Amen Hallelujah please be seated in the presence of the Lord Hallelujah tonight I wanted to round up on our teachings from the art of ministry. Do you have your copy? You got your copy? I got my copy. Amen. Amen. We should have finished, I think, last week or something, but I thought that we couldn't end without talking about certain things. You know, a part of this book talks about full-time ministry. And, um, we haven't really touched on that. You know, when you read, uh, I think chapter 13 talks about how to choose between part-time and full-time ministry. And then when you go on further, it talks about accept the season of full-time ministry. 
And then he talks about seven wrong perceptions about the full-time ministry. And then he goes on to also talk about why you must choose full-time ministry. I mean, these are things you need to know about, you know. And uh, if you don't take care, you will have one side of ministry and miss the other side. And that's why it's important that we talk about it. If we're talking about the art of ministry, then we can't just talk about one side. We, we have to talk about both sides of ministry because the lay and the full-time work together. In this church, we have both the lay ministry and the full-time ministry working together. And uh, about, um, let's say, 95% of our church is lay. And then we have about 5% of the church also being full-time. So we, we, we can't just talk about lay. We also have to talk about full-time. And um, what I want you to also understand, so I want to encourage you to read this other part of the book. Otherwise, we just look at only the part that talks about how you can find favor with your boss, uh, <laughs> uh, how you can find what? your life's work, and um, what were the other things, how you can prosper at your work, and um, ten types of workers, and uh, how to enjoy your work, and all these type of things. It just has to do with your lay, lay, lay things. But there's a full-time side of it. And um, today I want to just talk about chapter 23, what it means to choose full-time ministry. <laughs> what it means to choose full-time ministry. But I want to say that the lay ministry, and, I, and I'm saying this thing, um, how should I put it? Um, okay, let me just say what I want to say. Then. <laughs> the lay ministry is a compromised ministry. <laughs> I'm sure you're not expecting that one It's a hard one Yeah You see because the lay ministry Is not God's ordained way of ministry It has never been God's ordained ministry God's ordained way of ministry And it will never be God's ordained way of ministry it's that like the Bible talks about the perfect will of God, the acceptable will of God, the 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 what the the good will of God. It, it, it looks like it's one of those the good and acceptable. Yeah, so Charlie, let me just allow them to also do something. But really, ministry, ministry is full time. No. When you read the Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 13, the Bible says that, Do you not know that they which minister about holy things, they live of the, whole, of the things of the temple, and they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar? Then he says in verse 14, he says, even so has the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. That's the ordained one. That really, 
It should not be that you are preaching the gospel, but you are living from MTN. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's in the Bible. It didn't say that they which preach the gospel should should live off a, a, a society general bank. <laughs> Or any other place you are working. But he said, they that preach the gospel should live off the gospel. It's deep. So that means that anybody who is doing the work of the ministry must chop from the work, the ministry that he's doing. So once you are chopping from another place, then it's not ministry. It's not an easy one. But it also works because there are a lot of people, there are a lot of things to be done. So that one also is, is needed and is accepted. If you ask me, what I'll say is that if you are a lay person, do the work of the ministry as if you are a full-time person. I think that's the way to go around it. That if you are really doing lay, then do it like a full-time person. That's the way you can really do the... So, you, you may be a lay person on the outside, but in the heart, you are a full-time person. And I see many full-time people in the church... I think that's encouraging, isn't it? Yeah, so that is to encourage you that you can do the lay ministry, but you can be full-time in your hand. Turn with me to Joshua chapter 25. And the Bible right here, we see Joshua chapter 24 verse 15. Joshua was talking to the people. He said to them, are you there? What did he say? And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or gods of the Amorite, in, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Wow. Tell somebody, choose ye this day. Tell another person, choose ye this day. Amen. Amen. Full-time ministry is a matter of choice. You got to choose to do it. Yeah. It's a choice you have to make. And sometimes people find it difficult to make that choice. But Joshua said, well, do whatever is pleasing to you. But as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. So you need to decide. And today, I want everyone here because you see, anybody who comes for weekday service is a serious Christian. It's a ministry-minded Christian. So if you have decided to do ministry, then choose you this day. Oh, I didn't hear your amen. If you have decided that you're going to hold on to the ministry, then choose you this day. 
that I am going to do it full time. Because this type of Christianity, which is half-half, it doesn't yield a certain result. It's a choice you have to make. Decide from today. That from today, I'm going to serve God like a full-time person. In my heart, I'll be like a full-time person. Oh, yeah. When I was doing lay work, that's how I used to do it. I used to work like a full-time person. You can ask my wife, she'll tell you. I mean, I gave my all to it. Yeah? To the extent that if I'm working somewhere, I want to be sure that this place I'm closing at five. Because I don't want anything that will take my time so much. Choices. Yeah. Some of you intentionally choose a job that will make you so busy that you can never have time. If you had the option of a job that would be so, ah, it's our job. Even Sunday, you will go to work. I will not choose a job that will make me go to work on Sunday. Why? No, you see, the Jews, eh, they believe in the Sabbath and why you should hallow the Sabbath. One time I was in New York, there was a part of New York. The Jews, they have bought, the, I mean, when they come to a place, and they are like Chinese people, they come and buy the whole place. They make sure that they take the whole area. Yeah, they will check the next door neighbor if they see that the person is not a Jew. They will gather, come together, then buy that house and give it to another Jew. Yeah. So when you go in that area, and I, I, my, my, my friend, one of our pastors, I was with him one Saturday afternoon. He said, let's pass through a certain area. I'll show you something. Hey, quiet! They were all in their rooms. Their cars were packed. Everything. They believe that if you are even driving your car and it's 12 midnight and it's getting to Saturday, park the car where it is. Don't move again. Yeah. But I have never seen a more prosperous group of people than the Jews. They take time to hallow a day. Say, this day is for God. We are not doing anything. It's for God. But you find people feel that, Charlie, I need to do this. I need to do that. It is not about that. Though. The Bible says, it is the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and added no sorrow. Nobody's salary has ever made the person rich. Salaries never make anybody rich. The thing that makes a person rich is the blessing of the Lord. Yeah, you ask the people around whether salary, taking salary every month has made them rich. Yeah. When you see somebody who is blessed and is rich, it's not normally it's not the salary. Another source of blessing. May you enter that realm where you don't live your life looking forward to payday. But you are so blessed that you don't even think about your salary. You are enjoying money from some other sources. I declare that you shall be a rich man. I declare that you shall be a rich woman in the name of Jesus.
It is the blessing of the Lord. But you must be prepared. Count the costs and decide that I am going to go this way. Many times people cannot handle it. And sometimes when we are taking such decisions, we use what Paul calls lightness. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 15, look at it. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 15. Paul was saying something. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Are you being blessed? From tonight, all of you are full-time in the ministry. I see full-timers. And in this confidence, I was minded to come unto you before. Yes. That ye might have a second benefit. You have a second benefit. And to pass by you into Macedonia. Yes. And to come again out of Macedonia unto you. And of you to be brought on my way towards Judea. Yes. When I therefore was thus minded. When I made up my mind that I was going to do this. Did, did I use lightness? Did I use lightness? lightness. Yes. Or the things that I purpose. The things that I purpose. Do I purpose according to the flesh? Do I purpose it according to the flesh? That with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay. It's like, it's like when you are taking decisions, we, we don't put ourselves into the thing. When you have decided that I am going to do this, we, don't, we, do, we take decisions according to the flesh. When you take decisions according to the flesh, you don't do it well. So Paul said, when I was thus minded, in other words, when I made up my mind that I'm going to move out of Macedonia to come to you, did I use lightness in taking that decision? No. Sometimes you find people when they are taking decisions, they use lightness. They just, they just, it says so that your yea will not be yea and your nay will not be nay because you are so light about the thing. But when you want to achieve something, don't be light about it. It's fine people, they want to do something. The way you take the decision, according to your flesh, you will not take it well. You have to change jobs, take the decision well. You have to travel, take the decision well. You have to do the work of God, take the decision well. You have to enter a relationship, take the decision well. Don't use lightness. When you use lightness, when a brother comes to propose to you, when you are using lightness, all you think about is the car keys that the person has. It is using lightness. Ask the next person, do you use lightness to take decision? use lightness if you have to do something take your time and take the decision well he said i didn't take it according to my flesh so a brother who has seen a sister he will take the decision according to his flesh he looks at the sister's breast he looks at her thighs he looks at these things then he says that i like this sister that is what lightness When you don't consider deep issues, you will use lightness. This job I'm going to take, what does it entail? What does it, you have just heard that, oh, they will give you a car, they will give you, it's nice, but what does it mean as you are getting into it? You are using lightness to take the decision. So Paul said, did I use lightness? No. This full-time thing, if you are going to use lightness, you will not do it. 
And sometimes you find people, you say you want to be shepherds. You haven't counted the cost. That is why when you have to come for a weekday service, it's a problem. Because you use likeness when they say, oh, we are going, oh, yeah, we shall go, we shall go. You haven't thought about it. (laughs) What does it entail to come for weekday service? It means that I have to try and finish my work early at the office. I have to close early. There will be traffic. I have to go through the traffic. I shouldn't be tired. I should come. No matter what, you will not use lightness. Anytime you count the cost. But you find people, likeness. When you, that's why your yea will not be yea. And your nay will not be nay. Because the thing you are saying, you don't mean it. Hmm. Hebrews chapter 11. What it means to choose full-time ministry. What it means to choose it. Hebrews eleven twenty-four to 27. By faith... Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing. Somebody say choosing. The whole thing is about choices. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had Respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Number one, what it means to choose full-time ministry. Full-time ministry is to choose something sacred. Yeah. When you say, I have chosen full-time ministry, you have chosen something sacred, something holy, something special, something you don't toy with. So once you say, I am going into this thing full-time, see it as a special thing, something valuable. My question to you today is that, what is valuable to you? Do you think that the work of ministry is valuable to you? Or soccer is rather valuable to you? Because I'm sure today, European, whatever, Euro 2016, isn't it? They are playing it. It's live. So, which one is valuable to you? Which one is sacred to you? When things are not sacred to you or valuable to you, you bebelose it. <laughs> Who is a bebelose? It's a Greek word. <laughs> a bebelose, B-E-B-E-L-O-S. A bebelose is someone who despises sacred things. Somebody who is full-time is somebody who values sacred things. Somebody who is not full-time does not value sacred things. So you find that there are people, they don't value all these things in the church that we do. They don't value the weekday service. They don't value being in the choir. 
They don't value doing anything in the house of God. That person is a bebelos. Ask the next person, are you a bebelos or you are... In Hebrews chapter 12, you will see the story of a gentleman called Esau. Esau was somebody that, he was the firstborn. And so because he was the firstborn, he was supposed to have the birthright. In key, they call it um, PSCA. Is that what it is? Firstborn. Is that what it is? PSCA. They enjoy something called birthright. When you read the Dick's Bible, you will find that it, it, it defines for you what the birthright is and what the person who is firstborn is entitled to. And Esau was the firstborn. But he bebelows the firstborn, the birthright thing. He bebelows it. It didn't mean anything to him. He didn't value it. So one day, he was there. The Bible says that he was hungry. Very hungry. He had come from the field. When he came, his brother Jacob had cooked some food. Some kind of food. The Bible calls it red pottage. When you read the tree, Bible says Adikokobi. <laughs> I don't know what kind of food it was. Adikokobi. <laughs> but the brother came when he saw that Jacob was cooking the thing. He said, I'll eat. And some of you, you should check your stomach. You, you like food too much. Ah. They call such people to the floor. You know to the floor. He said, I'm here. I said, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. They never see food that they throw away. No, no, no. It cannot be. <laughs> now, <laughs> he said, I will eat. And Jacob said to him, listen, I will give you. But, there's a condition. Give me your birthright. What a demand. No, it's like a lady that a brother is telling you, take off your drawers. I mean, you should see that. It is not something that you give it easily. So if you're a sister who gives it easily, there is something wrong with you. Look at the nearest sister and ask the sister, are you such a person? That you have made. Yeah. And like you met a brother the first day. No, he said, eh, eh, eh. If you don't take care, you will be lost. If you be lost, what God has given to you in front of you, that's when you will just open. Somebody who has just met you. You don't know the person from anywhere. Then you just baby lose the thing. <laughs> but that sister is not here. 
I said, that sister is not here in the name of Jesus. Even if you were here, I declare that from today you are no longer the person in Jesus' name. <laughs> he said, give me the food. Not any proper food too. Adikokobi. He said, give me your birthright. Do you know what the guy said? He said, what is this birthright to me anyway? No, when you begin to bebelo sacred things, that's how you talk. Yeah. The Bible says that a woman has been sealed three times. According to Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 12. A sister enclosed. Number one. It's a garden. It's a, a garden enclosed is my sister, my spouse. That's number one. It says she is a fountain. It's a, a spring that is shut up. And then she is a fountain that is sealed. Three things before God releases a woman. Sealed you. So for you to just say, Olenoko. You haven't understood who you are. And you are bebelosing it. He said, what is this birthright to me anyway? Seeing that I am about to die. That is also another thing you must be careful of. The devil will make you feel that you are going to die. But you are not going to die. It's like if I don't do this and I will die. Who said you will die? You will not die. Is it papaya that you don't eat that will make you die? Or Frankie's uh, ice cream that you don't eat, you make you die. You can't be there without Frankie. You can be there without mobile phone. You can be there. He, the devil brought that thing to Jesus. He said, if you understand, turn the stones to bread. He said, Charlie, I don't need the stone. I don't need the bread. I can do without the bread. Man shall not live by bread alone. It is not by bread that I will be happy. It's not the bread that will make me happy. It is not that thing you are going to do for me that will make me happy. That is what Esau should have said. Charlie, take your adikoko. It will not do anything for me. I should give you my birthright. Do you know what it means to be the firstborn? You can never get it from anywhere. You never choose to be the firstborn. God makes you the firstborn. When you become a child of God, you become like someone who is the firstborn. You don't just give yourself away. You don't just spoil your life. You value who God has made you. Your birthright is something you have that other people don't have. Something that is peculiar to you. Something special to you. What is the birthright God has given to you that you are bebelosing? Some of us, God has given you some gifts. That gift is supposed to make you a special person, a great person. Yeah. But you are bebelosing. Today I was talking to Uncle Ato. He said, he said, when he finished, he did building technology at the university. He said he and his friend, they even registered a company they were going to say, but after some time, I realized that no, the thing that was in him was not building technology. It is music. So he just moved into it. And today, look at him. Full time at heart. When you choose full time, you value sacred things. So he said, take my birthright. What does it mean to me anyway? But you see, it meant a whole lot of things. Even his blessing 
which his father Isaac was going to bless him. He told him to go and bring his food so that he would bless him. He went for a long time. Nobody knows how he was cooking the food. He went for a long time. By the time he came, Rebecca had made Jacob take some food to the father and take the blessing. And the father had eaten and he had goit. He had removed his teeth. He, before this guy came. So the Bible says, listen, my time is almost up. This is what the Bible says about Esau. It says that looking diligently lest by lest any means any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. He said, lest there be any fornicator or profane person. Profane is, is two Greek words, pro and fain, which means before the temple. That's what it means, profane, before the temple. So, these people put things before God. They always prefer things before God. So, lest there be a profane person, as Esau, who for one muscle of meat, sold his birthright. For you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the promise or the blessing, he was rejected. For he had no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. There are some things you look for them with tears, but it will be too late. It's gone. Like your virginity. I mean, you just go and then later you will just cry. But it's gone. It's happened. So, don't just bebelose things. I mean, I'm using these examples because that's what you can understand. Because when I said it, the women became very quiet. Because... Bishop says here that the Greek word bebelos is a word used to describe Esau as an irreligious man and a despiser of sacred things. Esau despised sacred things because he was not a spiritual man. Spiritual people called to the ministry place value on holy things. Do you place value on holy things? Unfortunately, many people do not value sacred things. They actually despise them and they look down on them. I believe in these sacred spiritual things. A word spoken over my life means everything to me. I mean, when you say receive it. I mean, if you value sacred things, you will, you, you will receive such a thing. When you don't value, when you come to church, you look at the thing like some deaf and dumb person. Yeah. He said, I cherish the presence of these unquantifiable sacred blessings. Yeah. And then Bishop talks about a story where he said one day he went to a Benihim program. He went with some pastors. When they arrived at the place, the atmosphere was charged. Benihim was coming to preach. The place was so charged. Everybody was. Then, when they arrived at the place, he said he was privileged to go and sit on stage 
So he was sitting there as Benihin, you know how. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You see, even here, the atmosphere has changed. Such an atmosphere, Benihim was moving. Then he said, as he was there, he was enjoying it. He said, man, let me see whether my people are also enjoying. Because the way, the atmosphere here, I wish I could carry it home with me. He said, when he stretched his neck to look, one of the pastors there, is it possible? Such an atmosphere. Somebody can be sleeping. But you see it in the church. You see people come, they don't value sacred things. We don't value spiritual things. We don't value the presence of God. Then you see people, they are sleeping in the church. Their eyes are are looking at you, their eyes are Hurry up, let's go home. at the next person, look at the eyes of the person whether he's bebelosing the presence he couldn't believe it he said after the service they sat in the car, they were going as they were going in the car then somebody said, oh can we pass somewhere to eat some food? The guy who was sleeping. Oh, no, sorry. Say yes. Food. I don't think too far minutes. Number two, we need to close. Yeah. I, I tell you, I have a cousin. He says he likes football, but he can be sitting behind TV when he is showing football. Are you sure you like the football? Yeah, baby, losing the thing, pal. <laughs> Number two, uh, we need to close. Full time ministry is a choice to reject greatness. In the secular world. Look at what he said. Hebrews eleven twenty four. By faith, Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I mean, I wonder how many of us that you are going to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Those days, Egypt was the America of the day. It's an honor post place. And the king is like Obama type of the Pharaoh. So, Pharaoh's daughter, because she found Moses in the water, she became the mother of Moses. So, 
as he was there he, in the king's palace, he was enjoying the privilege of being Pharaoh's grandson. Can you imagine what it means when you have a grandson? The parents, the rich people, they like the grandchildren. See, they are playing with them. They will buy, they will spoil them. If you don't know, you take your child to your mother. They will spoil your child for you. <laughs> Grandparents. So, he had that privilege and he was enjoying. But when he came to choosing, whether to serve God, whether to go all out, Bible says that he refused it. He said, this thing sounds great, but I don't want it. Now, how many of us are able to look at certain things? Job offers. They offer you a building, a house, a this. Then you say, no, I don't want it. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was coming to full-time ministry, where I used to work, it was an international company. I was being paid in dollars. Have you been paid in dollars before? And then there were benefits that were going with it. And I knew all those benefits. But when I was leaving, when I went to tell my boss that I am going full-time, then he started bringing up the thing so that... Then they said to me, number one, do you know that you are entitled to travel abroad every, every year? Free ticket, free, full vacation, everything, all expenses paid. Do you know that? I said, I know. Say, because at that time, no. Let me too kind that. I have never sat on a plane before. So I was saying, my oh God, hey. I will go to sit on Lolo plane. I said, Yes, I know. I don't think that it was easy for Moses also. I'm sure he considered the things that Charlie, all these privileges. But he said no. Then he asked me. Do I also know that because of the work that I'm doing, I have to go to Dallas for some training, and it's due. I think it was supposed to be the following month or so. <laughs> so, 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 so the man, would, oh, I think I'll be delayed full time. Make a crank up. At least me call by. My boss never resign. I said, yeah. You know, and they were just throwing the things at me. They said, so you still want to go? In fact, I remember the statement my, my boss made. He said. There must be a lot of money in the church. That's what he said. And because he couldn't believe that I could forego all these things. I said, no, there's nothing. If I, when I was coming to full-time ministry, Bishop said to me, we don't have money for you. I said, that's not it. My heart is already gone. You know, when I was working, I mean, at a point, I realized that this is not it. There's something more. I'm always in a hurry to come. My workplace where I was working, they said that everybody must close, nobody must close before 7 p.m. I said, why? I have to go to work. Church, oh, I cannot stay here. <laughs> so me, I decided that, Charlie, I will go. I have, I have moved to another side of the thing where he said he did not fear the wrath of the king. 
long. You get to a point where you are not afraid of the wrath of the king. Yeah. I said, oh, me, I'll go. But one day I was there, I said, let me just stay behind. Because me, I finished everything I'm doing. I'm not doing anything. So I'm wondering why people are still around. So I said, let me just walk to every office to see what people were doing. When I open, I said, how? Then I check. Computer, I see solitaire. Do you know solitaire? <laughs> it's a type of game. People are playing solitaire. I said, oh, I'll see you. Then I'll go to another office. I said, solitaire. Somebody is playing computer game. Something, something. I said, oh, I see. From that day, I said, me, I will never stay here. If my boss ever calls me and asks me, why do you leave at five o'clock? I'll tell him, brother, for your own good, close the job so that everybody will go home. They are wasting electricity, air conditioning, water, people are poo-pooing, they are doing everything. Tiro is going, I said, it will be better for you to close them to go home. Because nothing is happening here. But somehow he never asked me. He never asked me. But you see, the question is that, can you be able to say no to something that you see as great? Not many people can do that. Hmm. Number three, we need to close. Full-time ministry is a choice for affliction. Yeah. Hebrews 11.25 Moses choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. That thing you are looking out for, it is for a season. The devil presents it like something that is going to be there forever. It's not going to be there forever. There's nothing that is going to last forever. The only thing that will last forever is are the things of God. Eternal things. Let's look for eternal things. The things that will not fade. The things that will be there forever. Focus on those things. Ask yourself that these things that you are following, that you think will be there, will it be there forever? It will not be there forever. This too shall pass. Hmm. Pleasures of sin for a season. There are certain sufferings that go along with the full-time ministry. To choose full-time ministry is to choose affliction. I, cons- I consistently tell people who are coming into full-time ministry to expect poverty. I was told the same thing. <laughs> yeah. No, but today people don't know these things. There is no biblical basis for a life of luxury. All the Bible has to say are things to do with crosses, Sacrifices, sufferings, afflictions, dying. Yeah. Except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It will abide alone. Who's the Bible? So, don't have a mind that that's how your life is going to be. Luxury, luxury, luxury. That, that kind of life, the devil will lead you astray. Number four. Full-time ministry is to esteem and treasure reproach. Hebrews eleven twenty six says that esteeming the reproach of Egypt. Yeah. When you begin to reproach, I mean, you esteem reproach and all that, the devil now cannot do anything to you. He knows that you, nothing can stop you. There are some of you, if you are going to go through some shame, no, 
Let me just give myself to the man. Like that man said, he said for, in Luke 16, he said, for me to beg, I'm ashamed. He said, I cannot dig. So you find that there are some people to go through shame, then I would rather go and give myself to somebody, or I'll go and do some kind of job, or I'll go and steal. But be ready to esteem reproach that, listen, even if they look down on you, it doesn't matter. It's for the sake of Christ. One day those who are looking down on you, one day they'll be looking up at you and see you up there in glory. Oh, yeah. Jesus was called Satan. Paul was called a madman. Why are you not? We don't want to be called a madman. They should say you are crazy. When they see the way you are serving, they say you are crazy, you are mad. Yeah, we are mad. We are mad for Jesus. Thank you. It's a very good compliment. Number five, full-time ministry is to choose to respect the rewards of heaven. Hebrews eleven twenty six says that for ye had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Recompense has to do with like something like compensation. That for all the things that you have been through in this life, God will compensate you. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said God will compensate you one day. For the affliction, for the, for the, uh, what is it? The reproaches, the death and the things you go through, God will compensate you for it. One day Peter asked Jesus, so Jesus, what about those of us who have left everything? We have left father and mother, we have left, and we have followed you. Jesus said, oh, Peter, 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 you are worried too much. He said, God is going to recompense you. God is going to bless you. In this life, you shall receive a hundredfold. He said, and not only in this life, but in the life after. I see you receiving a hundredfold blessing. That shall be your story in the name of Jesus. But what are the rewards of heaven? There are different things that the Bible talks about. The Bible talks about a white stone. We don't even know what it is. It said you'll be given a white stone. It must be something precious. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, it talks about the fact that you shall receive divine recommendation, for he will write his name on you. Revelation 3, 5 again, it talks about designer clothes that you'll be wearing. It says you'll be given white raiment. Hey, may you receive the designer clothes of heaven. They shall be sharing positions in heaven. Revelation 3.21 And you shall receive one of them. He talks about a crown that will be given to you. Revelation 3 verse 10. He talks about having dinner at the tree of life. Wow. Revelation chapter 2 verse 7. He talks about God giving you the morning star. Revelation 2.26-28 He talks about you receiving a white stone. Revelation 2.17 these are all rewards of heaven that God is going to give to you. I don't know what a white stone is. Some time back, if somebody said that they are going to give you an MP3 player, you would say that MP what? MP3? Is it member of parliament or something? <laughs> but today, 
You understand what it is? They say they'll give you MP3 or they will give you. Somebody says that. I'll give you a flat screen. I mean, those days, the TV, you call it a cha cha. Hunchback. TV, ne chiwa. And the stomach of the TV too was. And it takes a lot of space in the house. So if somebody said to you that I am going to give you a flat screen, you will wonder flat? Because they used something called cathode ray. It would throw the thing onto the screen from the back. It would throw onto the screen. You will wonder that can there be a TV that is flat like this book? There is. In the same way, why stone? We don't even understand what it is. But one day when we arrive in heaven, it will matter those who have the white stone and those who don't have. But I see you, you shall have the white stone. Receive it in the name of Jesus. But it's not just by receiving it. You must choose. Number six, full-time ministry is to choose to forsake the world system. Hebrews 11, 27, by faith he forsook Egypt. Yeah. And that was Noah. Noah also forsook the world so that he can enjoy the glorious city. Number seven, full-time ministry is to choose not to fear the king. Hebrews eleven twenty seven. not fearing the wrath of the king, which was what I was sharing with you. In my case, my king was my boss. Who is your king in your life? Usually there will always be a king that will not allow you to serve God. And will not allow you to give yourself fully to the things of God. Maybe it's your husband. Yeah. Maybe it's your wife. There are some people, their wife will tell you, hey, and then you go, baby, we are here. Nobody's going anywhere. Yes, madam. You must be able to arise and say, hey, I want to serve God full time. I want to serve God full time in my heart. May nothing be able to stop you from serving God full time. Neither your uncle, some of you is your mother. Some of you is your uncle. Some of you is your who? Your beloved. Yeah, you are going to take a boy who doesn't allow you to come to church. Because sometimes they can, they, can, they can frighten you. They say, listen, if you go, we won't pay your school fees again. Yeah? See that. The king is ruling. And finally, full-time ministry is to choose to follow invisible things. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Yeah. The ministry... Is full of invisible things. As we come to church every day, invisible things. Heaven is an invisible thing. You must give yourself wholly, fully to the thing so that you can attain heaven. We can't see it, but we believe it is there. Hell is an invisible thing. These are things you need to know that they exist. It makes you live your life in a certain way. Bible says he endured. When you think about heaven, when you think about hell, there are certain things you will endure. You will go through it. Oh yeah. Because you feel that if I don't get this, I will die. But when you look at what it means to go to hell, 
You say, oh, Mali, I will endure to the very end. I see you enduring to the very end. They are invisible things like angels. We cannot see them, but we believe that they are angels here. And tonight, angels are here. Angels are here ministering to people here. May you receive the ministry of angels. Oh, for me, I believe. I believe in the ministry of angels. I believe in the presence of angels amongst us. Because the Bible says that Hebrews 11, Hebrews 12, 22, it says that for you have come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. It says you have come to an innumerable company of angels. And do you know why I believe that? Because the Bible says that when Jacob had a dream, in the dream, he saw angels. Bible says that he saw angels ascending and descending. Now you would think that Rather, the angels must be descending and ascending. But the Bible says he saw the angels ascending and descending. What it means is that most of the time, the angels are with us. So, yeah. So when they come and they see our problems, then they go up, go and get the answers and come down. May you believe in angels. May you believe in invisible things. May you believe in the presence of the Holy Ghost to make a difference in your life. May you believe in the power of the Holy Ghost to bring a miracle your way. May you believe in the power of God that is present anytime we gather. May you believe that where two or three are gathered in his name, he is there in our midst. May you believe that Jesus is here tonight. May you believe it and give yourself fully to the things of God. May you believe that when I forsake everything and I follow the Lord, he will recompense me. He will compensate me. He will bless me. I see compensation coming your way. Some of you have learned some things. The Lord said I should tell you. He will compensate you. He will bless you. He will favor you. He will increase you. You will see things that you've never seen before. May you enjoy invisible things. May the work of angels be experienced in your life. May you enjoy the presence of God. Lift up your voice and begin to bless the Lord and thank God. Thank Him tonight. Thank Him tonight. Thank Him for His presence. Thank Him for His power. Thank Him for invisible things. Thank Him for angels. Thank Him for the Holy Ghost. Thank Him for the power of God that is present in our midst. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Pray. Lift up your voice. Commit yourself to God. Commit yourself to God. Commit yourself to God. In the name of Jesus. Pray. Pray. Today, surrender your heart. Surrender your heart. Surrender your heart. In the name of Jesus. Surrender your heart to the Lord. Tell him, Lord, I want to serve you full time. In my heart, I want to serve you full time. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. In just about two minutes. In just about two minutes. I want you to pray tonight. I want you to pray tonight. I want you to pray tonight. Open your mouth and pray. Tell the Lord, I make the choice. Like Joshua, choose you this day whom you will serve. Like Joshua, choose you this day that you will commit your heart and everything to God. 
you will be full time in your heart. You'll be full time serving the Lord fully with everything you have. Oh Lord, we will serve you. We will serve you with everything. We will serve you full time. It all belongs to you. Yes, surrender it to you we say Lord take it and use it take it Lord and use it I give myself away give myself away oh yes Lord yes Lord I give myself away so Myself away. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Take my See your desire. 
so you can you oh yes Lord I give myself away serve God full time because part time lay is a compromised ministry and we're going to serve him with all our hearts we'll give ourselves we will not bebelose the sacred things we will not despise the things of God we will see invisible things we will look forward to the recompense of reward and we'll give ourselves to the things of God. And tonight, with every head bowed, with our eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you're not born again. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my heart to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you're here like that, just lift up your right hand wherever you are, and I'll just pray with you. You want to be born again. Tonight, don't despise this opportunity to be saved. Tomorrow may be too late, but tonight, you can surrender your heart to Jesus. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, I cannot see if you have lifted up your hand, just come to me from wherever you are and we're going to pray together. Come all the way. Come all the way. 
come all the way. Let's pray. Come to Jesus. Yes. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Father, that's our prayer tonight. That we surrender everything to you. Withholding nothing. Lord, have your way in our lives. Help us, Lord, to serve you full time. Let everyone here be able to serve you full time. May they not be afraid of the wrath of the king. Lord, they will be able to refuse to be called sons and daughters of Pharaoh. Of Pharaoh's daughter. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your touch today. We know we shall receive the recompense of the reward. And we shall see invisible things as we endure to the end. We bless you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.